that from an audience member, but I like it. I like a casual wave. Oh, shit, and then you just... I forgot while I was describing waving, I was also waving, and then you guys have an automatic response to that. That's adorable. I was... Uh, over the weekend, I was at a show. I was in Indianapolis, and I was at a, a tabletop gaming convention, which means piles of things, is what I learned. There's like a dice in a pile, or a little um, cards... And a guy has an axe. He's like, I, I'm this guy. You know, he says that. And I was on stage. And the people that were at this convention weren't Gamergate people. Because that's like video game people. But I still was like, but game is in the title of you. So I'm going to address this. And then I was like, fuck Gamergate. And then they all agreed with me. Um, and then one of them goes like, boo but not at me, but at Gamergate. So I was like, oh, yeah, yes, I agree with you. That's the right response. Booing is the right response. In fact, we should all boo. And then 2,500 people booed at me. Like, I didn't realize until it was already happening what I had just set in motion. But it was kind of a powerful feeling. Like, for a minute, I was, oh, no. And then I just went like, yeah. I just let it. Um, now I know what Jesus felt like it's kind of cool to be that hated you feel like oh shit nothing can you know touch but he did die um so i'm cameron esposito this is my co-host on the show this is Rhea butcher that's me hey little buddy hi Oh, Rhea and I are obviously, we're super talented, good-looking stand-up comics. We're also fiancés of each other. Of each other. I'm the fiancé of her. She's the fiancé of me. Yeah, and we just like to say that because we're going to talk about our lives and they're going to be intersecting. And I want you guys to get like, this weird idea, like, oh, comics are, like, very close to each other. They hang out a lot. Like, we are. There's a bond, but there's a diff- we have a different uh, bond. James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we have our we have a son. Yeah, his James, name's James Bond. Bond. And we then both he has a son named James Bond Jr. Yeah, I just thought Bond. of two. I thought of two women carrying a baby that they made together, but it just uh-huh. exists between them. <laughs> like we just have to stand real close because it's in both of us. That's disgusting. the middle's out. Ugh, I don't like it. I like it. <laughs> Problem is, your tallers are. <laughs> Vaginas are at different spots. You're all thinking about that now. <laughs> yeah, it's a real Lenny Kravitz situation. A little yep. bit? No. That sprang right out. It really did. You know what it surprised just... me? 
Rhea, you knew yeah. earlier today because we talked about this. Sure, the I did. The cock ring surprised me. The what now? One the, more time? His cock ring. His cock ring, yes. When Lenny Kravis's weenie yes. came out of his pants, <laughs> I was surprised that there was a cock ring on it. Then I was like, oh, that makes fucking perfect sense. Because if you're wearing leather pants and no undies, you want to look like, you know... Right? Yeah, ready to go? I don't know. <laughs> you want to look like you can crossfit, you know what I mean? Like a... <laughs> For a second I thought you were like a dolphin at SeaWorld doing a trick. But like... Yes, that yeah, is actually I mean, what I think what that a weenie is like. Then you can pet its tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it looked great. The cock ring or his whole action? The whole thing? Yeah. Okay. You did really like that animated gif of it. I watched it so much. Just <laughs> But the whole time I was just like jif, jif, jif. Ugh. Just fight about that till the end. <sighs> it's hard G. You know what I call peanut butter though? Gif. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, choose the moms, choose GIF. Here, watch this GIF. That's the peanut butter over and over again. <laughs> so, we, we, yesterday we went to a baseball game. We did go to a baseball game. Really? Any, anybody that follows me on Instagram will know that for sure. Because I posted about mm, 200 photographs from that event. I, for a second, I thought maybe that was going to be an obnoxious thing to say. Anybody that follows me on Instagram will know that. But then I looked over here and two women just totally looked at each other and went like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit much. <laughs> we went to a baseball game. We saw the Anaheim Angels. Yeah. I think it's the, the California Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles. I think that's their whole name that they go by now. The California Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles Mighty Ducks versus the Cleveland Wait, are Indians. are they a Disney property? Does Disney own them? What's I think happening? They probably do. They made that movie. Yes. Mighty Ducks in the Outfield. <laughs> so. I remember Mighty Ducks in the Outfield. That's when his arm, he breaks his arm. Yeah, he breaks his arm. And funky he does butt it, loving. But yeah, he breaks his arm. Then it, when he throws a pitch, it quacks. Yeah. And then they always go, quack. And they're like, knuckle, quack. knuckle pitch. Yeah. yeah. That was one of my favorite That's movies from movie. when we were kids. Yeah, I love that. Gary Busey, Charlie Sheen, great movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to the baseball game, and yeah. um, that was fun. You like baseball. I'm I love about baseball. baseball. Love it. It's my favorite sport. So. Why is that? Uh, well, I grew up watching it. And also, I think specifically when I was like four years old, and I was reading, because when they show the box score, it says runs, hits, errors. And that's almost how my name is spelled. Oh, yeah. So I'm just very narcissistic. And I was like, this is a great sport. Uh, <laughs> it's almost me. So, yeah, that's why I like, that's why I like baseball. <laughs> it's a great sport. It's got my name I, I historically have hated baseball. Yeah. Because I'm from Chicago. Yes. And Chicago sports fans can go fuck themselves. <laughs> But specifically baseball fans, because we have a crosstown rivalry, and I think it's, 
I think some people that that they get really into that and that feels good to them. Sure. But even as a child, I was like, oh please, there is more to life than this. You know, like what's the rollerblading? Watching two. I did love to rollerblade. I know that about you. Yeah, you, like in the early you did it 2000s, way too late. I'm serious. I remember listening to Jewel. That make me crazy. When Whoa. did that come out? Like 07. Yeah. <laughs> I was still blading. And you were blading that? Yeah. Oh my god. I lived right off this trail. You could blade. You could blade. No, you gotta move that. You're thinking of skiing. You're thinking of goofy skiing in that one movie where he's like, woo! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> like that? It's like, yeah. yeah. Um, pizza, French fries. Pizza, French fries. That's no, how I, I was ski. still rollerblading then, and it was a funny time in my life because I was like rollerblading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. But also, like, I was just um, I was just one year out of maybe two, I don't know. I was a couple years out of college, and I was like trying to claim my sexuality. So I was just like, it's all cargo shorts, baby. So I was just like, wore big cargo shorts, then I wore oh, two big ones. sports bras. Big ones and two sports bras. Yeah, because I was oh. like, not enough. Yeah. Was one functional and then the other one was decorative? No, they were both disgusting. <laughs> I was just like, for a while, I was trying to deal with my boobs by trying to push them through to the, my back. Oh, the wraparound. Okay. So I was just like, maybe if I... You know. What kind of apparatus did you use for that? Just two sports bras. Oh, oh that, and then you smushed them around? <laughs> no, I was, just trying, I was just trying to compress. Oh, compress. I, I didn't pull I it honestly on the sides. You meant like wrap them around like Goofy's ears. You have seen my boobs. I know that. Do but they not wrap then? around the back? No. Stop lying to these people. <laughs> That's terrible rumors spread, Rio. If anybody ever asks, I have always said you have great boobs, and here you are like, oh, uh, Kim's got some real wraparounds. <laughs> yeah, you got real Oakleys over there. Yeah. She gonna need one. She gonna need one of them little clips in the back. Oh my gosh. Hey, she going over some rapids. You know Jesus. what I mean? Yeah. No, I just thought you were a continental soldier, and you threw them over your shoulder. like a little bit that's like that's like if somebody's like my knees hurt and you're like oh because of your labia again like it would be rude <laughs> uh, I would I had a there was a roller there was a uh, <laughs> there was a trail and it went 13 miles from my house to uh, Lexington in, so I you were a continental Mass- soldier. Yes, this is it. No, seriously, it followed Paul Revere's ride. And then when, when he was like, when somebody was like, Paul, go tell him. And then he like went, mm-hmm. this is what the path was. But I would be out there on my blades like, I'm going to go tell him. You know, just... Does that make me crazy? But it was always two if by C. And I have a C cup. So that was a really great joke. It's two sports bras and then a C. Honestly, I have a D. I don't, I, that was a bit of a stretch. But... Um, <laughs> Let's try to make it work. Bit of a stretch. <laughs> the old sports bra there, I think. Sorry. So, I, I went too far. You guys were with me, and they were like, no. Cut it out. 
You know what I was thinking about the other day? What? Do you know what I was thinking about the other day? Rollerblading. No, I don't know. It wasn't that. I was thinking about how I was a swimmer in high school. You remember. You didn't know me then, but I've talked to you about it and been like, I was a swimmer in high school. I said that kind of thing. Um, (laughs) And I was like, I don't know how to swim. Oh, one time when we, like, one what? of our first dates was that I tried to teach you how to swim. Yeah, I can dog, I can save my life in a swimming pool. <laughs> I, turned, I, tur- I taught her how to flip over, float on your back. Like an infant. <laughs> I can't float. If you fall in the pool, you gotta flip over, float on your back. <laughs> and then I put little plugs in all of our outlets. Yeah. <laughs> Every faucet has like a kid thing. And I'd be proud and I put it real high. <laughs> made sure it was tight um <laughs> but as a swimmer in high school and i was thinking about how when you're a lesbian you don't know you're a lesbian yet that's the, like the worst sport to play <laughs> that's the worst sport to be involved with swimming yeah because i don't know if you've ever seen the movie porkies <laughs> of course but they are wearing more clothes and doing <laughs> less erotic things when he looks through a little peephole into the women's locker room. Because swimmers, when you're a woman, you know how to like flip your bra off and then put another thing on underneath your shirt. It's like part of our whole thing. Flap dance? Yeah, flap dance. I call it a flap dance. (laughs) (laughs) You're just consistently conveying weird images about our boobs. When I take my bra off, it's real flap dance. Anyway, my point is... (laughs) That was water. Um, Yeah. So, I was a swimmer, and you have to get all the way nude. You have to get all the way nude because because competitive swimsuits are like two to three sizes too small. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) believe it. (laughs) Well, first thing is you grow all the hair out on your body for the whole season. Yes. Yeah. Everybody does. And then right before your big meets, you shave it all. You're looking at me like this is not true. These are true things. Why would, why would I even lie about this? Yeah, dudes, dude swimmers have their whole bodies shaved. And then... That. Guys, people grow their hair and then they shave their hair. <laughs> okay, what do I have to tell you about this? It's a fascinating um, concept. Yeah. But you also wear really tight swimsuits, so like it takes a minute and some finagling to get that on. Yeah. And you have to be just like fully all the way nude. So right. I just remember being in there being like. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you, how do you feel about English? You know, like just, yeah. Well, when I was in high school, I absolutely knew I was gay, but was like trying to hide it because I was in a Catholic high school. How'd that work? And I, not great. Um, and I was in gym class because I stopped playing organized sports. And I was oh, because you were class. like a cool skateboard kid. You got to yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. why. I was like, fuck the man. And but then you're like, no, 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 no. But not really. (laughs) No, you do it. You do it. You do it. Figuratively. You guys. You guys. You guys. But I used to change in my locker. Like it was what? (laughs) Yeah, I can show you. I did. I would get into it and be like, oh yeah, sure, everything's fine. It's totally cool. And I would have like a metal door in front of me. And everybody's like, what is wrong with you? The amazing part like, about I'm this gay. is that I was responding by trying not to look at other women's bodies. And you were like, I am so gay that my, if these women see my yes. body, yeah. <laughs> this is the gayest body you'll ever see. <laughs> a very lesbian body. 
I'm just all cargo short underneath. <laughs> just pocket everywhere. That's so gross. I know. Think about a skin pocket. A skin pocket. I can't think of anything worse. With Velcro. I was thinking snap Velcro. At first, and then Velcro is way worse. This is a much worse version of Silence of the Lambs. Where he's like, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me with pockets. That's the worst image I've ever had. It puts the lotion on its skin pocket. (laughs) No, no, it puts the lotion in its skin skin pocket. pocket. You guys, that's Rhea Butcher. That's That's Rhea Esposito. I'm going. Oh, it is so fun to talk to her for a living. And at home for... Had a hobby. <laughs> but we have an amazing show tonight, and I'm so um, so happy this first gentleman is here. He's somebody I've known for a real long time. We're pals in Chicago. He's um, writing on Hannibal Burris' new show, which I'm really excited about for him, and he's a hilarious comic. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Prescott Tolk, guys. Give it up for Prescott! <laughs> Give it up for Cameron and Rhea, everybody. Oh my God. You could probably listen to them for hours just riffing. I love it. So, uh, wow, you guys are really encroaching the stage here. (laughs) You are almost on the show. And you're happy about it. So I am 38. I'm 38. I just moved in with uh, the third woman I've lived with. I think I'm going to marry this one. I do. I I think it's more of an age thing at this point. It's, you know, you're kind of like at a certain point. I know I'm just not going to be the guy at the altar saying I do. I'm going to be the guy at City Hall saying you'll do. just how it goes. First of all, let me just say she is my soulmate. Um, I think we're both disappointed. <laughs> because you're, you know, you think your whole life you want to find your soulmate and when you, you know, we did and we're like, oh man. <laughs> Why? I think we both thought our soulmates would be much more attractive. <laughs> we're like, we get along so well, but why do you look like that? Now I gotta do this for eternity. I, first of all, I, uh, I don't understand. I go to a lot of these weddings. The, there's always some guy in the groom side who's like, uh, let me just say, Jim is marrying up. <laughs> all right, well, everybody hates Jim for some reason. They think he's a real douchebag. I don't understand it, but uh, I, I'm definitely, I don't understand that. If, you're, if you really found your soulmate, you're not. You're marrying horizontal. <laughs> like that should be the goal. If you're marrying up, you're with someone the whole time who's thinking, why am I with you? <laughs> I don't see how that's a blessed occasion. The thing that I'm, I'm realizing too, as I, I age, I'm starting to look older. It's, and it only ha- I don't think about it, I don't realize it, because in my head I'm still 25 until I meet someone who says they're 25. 
And then I'm like, I need to run to a mirror right now because I think I'm dying. 38's definitely middle age. Let's face it, if you times it by two, you'll probably be dead. That's statistically true. I gotta deal with that. And it's weird because you don't feel older, but you do, you are getting older through time. And I notice it in weird ways. Just how young, young people look. I was recently watching The Karate Kid again. And now that was a movie I watched like a hundred times when I was eight years old. I loved that movie. And I specifically love the scene where Mr. Miyagi jumps in to save Danielson, who's getting his ass kicked and beats the shit out of these five dudes. And I remember thinking as a kid, that's right. Fucking make, you know, beat the shit out of those punks. They suck. And I was watching it again, I was like, whoa. Why is this adult abusing all these children? Who let this man in this country? There's some serious legal stuff going on here. I noticed the thing about getting older that, that really bothers me is that there's no powers or privileges you gain at a certain point because that's when you're younger, you're excited to get older because there's, there's things to look forward to. You know, when you're 16, you start driving. When you're 18, you go to college. You're 21, you get to go to any bar you want. Then there's just like a lull until social security. <laughs> So you gotta dig deep to find stuff to be happy about, and I mean like really, really deep. There is not much there. I remember when I turned 35, I was psyched because I was then constitutionally qualified to run for president of the United States. Now I never intended I'm running for president, but whenever I was in an argument with someone that was younger than I was, I would say, shut up, you can't even run for president. It felt good. 36, there's not much there either. All I can say is 36, you can finally have sex with someone half your age. Don't do the math, I already did it, it works out. Goes in evenly, no remainders, no decimals. Don't get me wrong, you'll still be judged, you just can't be prosecuted. And I also noticed I can't do drugs anymore. Like, I, you stop doing drugs and you start doing prescription medication <laughs> at a certain point. You realize it's cheaper if you have insurance just <laughs> to do it that way. I was doing Adderall for a while. I got into that for a year. All of a sudden, I was like, I have adult ADHD. I was influenced by an Adam Levine ad on TV. <laughs> Do you know this guy has adult ADHD? I see these ads with Adam Levine saying he realized one day that he had trouble. He needed to get help. And I'm like, wait a second, Adam, let's be honest here. You're just doing this commercial for another check, please. Please, let's, let's go over these uh, facts. In your early 20s, you were the front man of a multi-platinum, million-dollar selling, Grammy-winning band. Then you went on to be one of the judges on the most popular talk game shows of all time, The Voice. Then you woke up one day and were like, all right, I gotta focus. 
What's he talking about? The thing is, if you watch daytime TV, there's a lot of commercials that come on. And uh, sometimes it's, there's like one prescription medication after another that they're always dropping. And sometimes, you know, I get, I get depressed because they'll be like, uh, have you been taking Lesipro? If, ha if you have, you might be entitled to a settlement. And so I'll go to my doctor. I'll be like, dude, can you give me some Lesipro right away? And he's like, no, they took that off the market about a year ago. It causes internal bleeding. You don't want that. It's like, damn. <laughs> So now I'll look for the commercials where they're like, is Prolilax right for you? Ask your doctor. And I'll go right back to the doctor. I'll be like, hey, Prolilax, is that right for me? He's like, I have no clue, but here you go. Because that's an investment on a class action lawsuit that's going to happen. You got to think ahead, people. Got to think ahead. Does anyone take Adderall? <laughs> this is just some advice if you're ever in a parking lot in your car snorting a line of Adderall and a cop knocks on your window there's nothing he can do about it you just show him the prescription you say see it says take one doesn't say how and I'm only doing a half yes he might give you a sobriety test but you will never be more focused in your life that's my time, everybody. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the show. Guys, Prescott's home. One more time for Prescott. Okay, we are going to keep the show right on rolling. This next comic is a pal of ours. We're happy he dropped in tonight. You can catch his new album on your phones or the internet. Buy it. That's how you'll catch it. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Brooks Whelan. Guys, give it up for Brooks. How are you guys feeling? You want to keep the show rolling? Awesome. We have a comic, and it is her first time on the show. So every time we have a first comic on our show, we go extra crazy for her. So please give it up for Naomi Ekparagan, you guys. We're all here living our best life. Hello. How are you, Los Angeles? Okay. Yes, yes. Give me more of that. That excitement, that energy, that joie de vivre. Yes. Now, okay, what do I need to tell you guys about me? First and foremost, the most important thing, I'm engaged. I did it. I did it. Yeah, okay. Okay, the middle, let me, let me give you some context. I used to be a hoe. I'm engaged. Yes. I'm off the streets. I am off the streets, honey. I don't have to live that way again. Fleece pants with built-in camel toe. That's what I'm doing now that I'm off these streets. I got myself a Jew boo. That's a Jewish boo. Very excited, very excited. I choose the chosen. And um, it's funny because... Um, I am going to take his last name. And that's not because I'm like, I want you to know that I belong to him. It's like, no. I'm taking his last name because how good will it be when I am Naomi Beckerman? <laughs> how, 
That is the Jewiest. Okay, I'm like so excited because like I'm gonna live for that first ten seconds of meeting someone and then being like, "You're Mrs. Beckerman," you know? And I'm like, "Shalom," and I take them in. I take them in. I confuse them. You know? That's the plan. I can't wait for it. It's it's funny though, like. You know, my friends who are still out there dating on the front lines trying to make love work, you know? They're coming to me, they want some damn advice. Like, I know some shit, because I got a man to buy me something shiny. And I'm like, I don't know a damn thing, y'all. Honey, by the time I met Jubu, I was weary. I was, I was broke down, y'all. I was like an emotional Rosa Parks. I was like, I'm gonna sit down right here. I don't give a fuck, I've earned this seat. You know? Just like Rosa, you take the seat where you can get the seat. Brush up on your black history team. Brush up on it, wiki it. I need you to get up here with me, okay? I do, I love, I love him deeply, but you know, sometimes he make me crazy. Now, okay, and I blame my, is anybody here trying to make love work? No, don't be ashamed, okay, y'all? It's, it's not weak to show you're happy. Listen, so I love him deeply, okay? But you know what it is? He, and it's my fault, okay? You wanna know why? Because it's like, when I was a little girl writing in my dream journal, really excited when Sean started dating that black girl on Boy Meets World. You know, I realized I never factored in that person having issues. You know what I'm saying? It was all like, he's gonna be smart and funny and he's gonna have a job where he helps people but he's not poor. And that was it. <laughs> That was it, you know? And that's not love, that's not a whole human, you know? Then you get in the relationship and you're like, he's smart, uh, funny, uh, I guess it's all right if he has body dysmorphia and spends all his money on comic books. We're gonna make it work as best we can, you know? But like, okay, this is something he did recently that made me so crazy. Okay, let's talk about this, okay? Because I currently can't afford my therapist copay, so here we are. Here we are as a team. Okay, listen. Now, first, you need to know this about me. I used to drink to feel pretty. Now I eat to feel nothing. All right? That's where I'm at. That's my baseline. That's where I'm coming from. All right? So with that in mind, I tell you, after a long day of trying to live a dream, guys, all I wanted when I came home was Nutella on a potato roll. All right? You get that potato roll all toasty. Get that Nutella melty on top. You're like, we're not gonna kill ourselves tonight. It lifts you up. It fills you with your best self, okay? So, that's what I had planned. I come home, put the potato roll in the toaster oven. I know we got the Nutella, it's my house. Go to the cupboard. Grab the jar of Nutella. Open up the jar of Nutella. Open up the jar of Nutella. I opened up the jar of Nutella. It was empty! Y'all. Y'all. Do you know what this means? The man I have chosen to spend my life with thought it was acceptable to put an empty drawer of Nutella back in a decoy Nutella. A decoy Nutella. Honey, I became like Angela Bassett in every movie ever. I became livid, bicep, and anger. 
okay? And then Jill Boosie, this is where I blame his whiteness. Because he couldn't just apologize, he had to say some shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, uh, well, uh, uh. But then it's like, I knew he knew I was right. You want to know why? He was blushing. Come on, white people. When you turn pink, I know you know I'm right. He's like, well, I just thought we could put some pretzel sticks in there and get the rest of the, you know, Nutella. Bitch, did you grow up during the Great Depression? This jar is kicked. I was so mad. And it's so easy, you know, when you're, when you're making love work and you'll get into a fight and you'll see your friends getting ready to go out, you know, having so much fun. And you're like, maybe I should be single again, you know? And then I hear about what's going on in these streets. And I praise black Jesus that I done got me a jubu. Because let me tell you, a friend of mine told me she just started seeing this guy and he sent her a dick pic. Now that's fine. I used to be a hoe, so I was like, he likes you. You know? Like, that was fine. That wasn't my problem. But she was like, she's like, well, I think the picture was a bit too forward, but my biggest problem is it looks like he put a filter on it. What? Y'all, call me, call me old-fashioned, but back in my day, if a man wanted to send you a picture of his dick, he had the good sense to show you his dick next to a remote control to give you a sense of scale. Okay? Purely architectural. Now, can you imagine opening up your phone, getting a picture of a dick, and it's sepia toned? It's like, um, bitch, don't try to make me think your dick is a memory. You know what I'm saying? Dude, thank you so much. That's my time. Kerrigan, you guys. The Angela Bassett of comedy. Uh, We're going to keep the show right on rolling with our next comic. Give it up for Lance Kensopoulos, you guys. Thank you, please. Be seated. Sit down. That's enough. Thank you so much. Ooh. Somebody do that already? Huh? You look like you've seen that chestnut before. How's everybody doing tonight? You're good, yeah? Yeah? I'm a little winded. You know why. Were you here 10 seconds ago? <laughs> and then you know why. Anybody have any questions for me? Feel free to like shout it out if you want to learn about me. Go ahead. Just shout it out, come on. That's not a question, you're just fucking coming at me. You drew a line in the sand. You're daring me not to drop kick you right now. Very bold, front row, and you want to scrap? Okay. You came to UCB looking for a fight. It's the worst place to come looking for a fight, by the way. Any other questions that aren't veiled insults? 
go ahead, come on. This is like the most timid UCB crowd ever. If I said, give me an improv suggestion, you'd be banana out the hatch. Just fucking so fast. How come every time you, like UCB team say, give me a suggestion, banana, first time, everything. No one say peach ever. Just banana sound funny, I guess. I need, come on guys, just ask question, whatever you want to know about me. I'm self-taught, thank you. You, you appreciate the dance, I like it. The whole time, were you wondering like how this came to be? You go, this doesn't happen overnight. There's one thing I know, it's dance and this guy. Do you think I'm classically trained or from the streets? Both? You're good, I can't get one past you. You know your dance. I thought you were full of shit, but you know that I spent some time at Juilliard and then also third in Figueroa. Oh, you're familiar. You think you can learn this in a dance studio? It's so hot, it shorts the cord out. That's me holding a bottle of water doing it too, so. <laughs> throws my balance off and it was that fucking good. <laughs> Any other question? This side? Very timid side? Come on. Where are you from? That's one I don't answer. Get on out of here, guys. <laughs> Where are you from? Ooh, don't like it, do you? <laughs> a little too personal, huh? That's what I thought. I've bought you enough time to make up a city, though. Come on, what is this? Huntington. Huntington? It's too far to come here. Why would you? There's no improv in Huntington? <laughs> Stick to the waves, bro. Did you ride a tasty wave to Franklin Village? Did a guy valet your surfboard? <laughs> What's the price on surfboard valet? Is it cheaper or more expensive? cheaper? You don't say, I'd say, you should know. You're like, I don't know, I just hand them a wad full of bills. I've been tearing it up. That's so, really, Huntington? Why, why are you, I mean, I appreciate it. Are you a big Lance Canstopolis fan? Yeah, you saw on Twitter I was going to be here. Yeah, you never miss it. I see you at all the shows. I was playing coy. What, what do you do out in Huntington? Skate? Mm, he's breaking all the stereotypes, bro. <laughs> Can I see you in a lot of fisheye lens stuff? Yeah? No? It's the only way to be shot, man. You want to see everything. <laughs> Who would have thought, man? Huntington White guy. Skater? <laughs> wow. I had no idea, man. Uh, anybody else? Any other questions? Where'd you get your kicks? My kicks? Uh, Philadelphia, actually. So you can't go there. It's too far for you. <laughs> Do you like them? Yeah. I mean, you don't like them. <laughs> you're just trying to humor me. <laughs> you go, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So you're shitting on me then. You're like this guy. Did you guys carpool? <laughs> In your shit on comedian mobile? You're lucky I can't see your kicks and can't make fun of you. You could be barefoot right now, for all I know. You could be Frodoing, and I have no idea. Over here, come on, somebody. Is it Greek or Eastern European? 
Um, it's too personal, and I was totally not pointing at you. <laughs> you think I'm like cross-eyed Babe Ruth here? <laughs> Anybody out there or no? Forever hold your peace. All right. It's your guys' call. I guess the show's over. No, fuck them. An entire section of pussies, that's crazy. Wow. Take some notes from Huntington, okay? He knows what to do. Um, you guys have been fantastic. That is it for me. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your show. Thank you. Expect the dancing at the end. <laughs> Guys, get up for Lance one more time. The, the dancing at the end really surprised me. I guess I thought we were through with that part of the thing, but we weren't. That was, that was a nice amount of dancing. Um, I'm only doing this because I, I want to talk about some specific stuff tonight. I'm sorry. I don't mean to breathe. This is. I'm just emailing my mom. No, I just. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. This is the future, and we keep our things on. I, I tried to write it on there, but the pen was very light. So, what did I write down? I just it's. Hi, by the way, guys. It's great to see you. You've been great this whole time. It's nice to be back out here. What a weird week we're having people talking about defunding Planned Parenthood as if that is an option <laughs> for logical people what what I don't know how familiar you guys are with the work of Planned Parenthood. 3%. That's the percent of what they do that is perform abortions. Three. Three percent. Three. Three percent. I don't know how you guys are at math. 97% of what they do is not abortions. It's some of it, a lot of it is contraception, which by the way, one of the best ways to prevent abortions. <laughs> contraception. You don't want abortion? Here's a condom. I don't know how I am the one saying this. Some lesbians use birth control, like maybe they use the pill to regulate their period, or they have like endometriosis, they like weird, ow, it hurts in there, or they like, maybe they use a condom because they put it on a strap-on. Yes, that fucking happens, but this is your thing. This is your fucking thing. I'm assuming a lot about you. I know there's some gays here, I can tell who you are, fuck yeah, but. <laughs> I also know statistically there are more straight people here because statistically there are more straight people in the world. This is your thing. You need this thing. 
See, actually, we need this thing. Women need this thing. That's why it matters to me, because I'm still, even though I'm like, <laughs> I don't need that at all, because I'm lucky enough to have health care, and I can go to my primary care doctor, and she provides gynecological services, and not all doctors do. Do you know that? Some doctors don't know how to look in a pussy. They've gone to school for like 15 years. They can put a bone back in your body, but they're like, oh, I can't possibly. <laughs> this is insanity. This is insanity that we're talking about this. The, I was raised very Catholic. Very Catholic. Like, I didn't masturbate till I was 27 years old. And now I'm making up for that. <laughs> I'm masturbating right now. You can't prove I'm not! But I grew up Catholic, and I went to Catholic grade school, high school, and college. I went to Catholic high school, and our sex ed was that we watched an abortion. That was it. That was the whole of our sex ed. And like a badly shot abortion. Now that I'm in the entertainment industry, I know that somebody was like, oh, can you get that camera lower? Okay, we're gonna need more blood. Like that's what I watched. And women deserve access to abortion services. We fucking do, because we're not incubators. And you should all be clapping for this. don't, then also you should have to have a baby every time you have sex. Guys should. Guys, you should, you should get us pregnant and then you have to stay with us and you have to raise that baby and we can't work and divorce doesn't exist. You're stuck with us forever. <laughs> but if you want us to work and if you want it to be possible for relationships to end and if you want love to and if you would like to ever have sex that feels good, then you should be on the side of contraception. You should be on the side of women knowing about their bodies. You should be on the side of sex education in schools that's like, here's a banana, put this thing on it. This is how We all live better lives. If you don't want to pay for health care for people that live in poverty, then you should help women who live in poverty to not have children that they are not able to provide for. That is how you personally will not have to pay that bill. There's no, there's no room in this conversation for religion. See, I am a gay person, obviously, obviously. <laughs> I didn't choose to be gay, but who cares if I did? Literally, who cares if I did? Who does it affect? Only the woman I am satisfying. 
what you did choose. You chose your faith. I don't care if you were born that way. It's not hardwired into you. I know that because I'm no longer Catholic. (laughs) So something that you choose shouldn't affect my choice. If you are pro-life, truly, you should be pro-women's lives. The women that already exist and aren't piles of cells. And if those cells need to be removed so that that woman can live a full life, and then they are donated to science so that other people can live better lives, that is a good use of that cells. It's a good use. We're doing the right thing. I, I, I don't have a punchline on this. And I'm not sad about it. It's okay. Sometimes it's just okay to get on stage and say, like, what the fuck are we doing? This conversation and debate needs to be over. No one is making you get an abortion. No one is stealing a baby from you. I might steal a baby from you. (laughs) I'm going to need some of them. We cannot make our own. (laughs) I just couldn't feel more strongly about this, and I'm sure a lot of people here agree with me, and maybe there are people who don't, and maybe there are people who don't that are dudes. And if you are a guy, and you are against Planned Parenthood, and you sleep with women... I hope to God it is infrequently. (laughs) Thank you, guys. We have two comics left on the show. (laughs) Neither of whom were aborted. so funny. Sometimes I can't believe myself. Too soon. Too soon. You guys, do you have room in your hearts for two more amazing comics? (laughs) Oh, this next comic, I love him. He's a friend of mine. You're gonna love him. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the stage, Mr. Whitmer Thomas. Thank you all so much. Give it up for those beautiful, articulate things that Cameron just spoke about. Thank you! How we doing in the back? Yeah! All right! (laughs) Hello, my name is Witt. Um, uh, yeah, all right. Uh, 
I'm from Alabama. Yeah, that's not, yeah, okay. Uh, as a kid, I was real cool, you know? Uh, my dad, he would always, he'd always go, uh, dude, man, you're a little kid, man. You're so fucking cool. People just wanted to fucking hang out with you. It was fucking awesome, man. You're the coolest. It's a true story. There's one time when I was three years old, uh, I was hanging out in my kitchen, and a man uh, uh, broke into my house, and he uh, grabbed me out of the kitchen, and he ran down out of the house with me and down the street with me, and uh, luckily, my dad happened to be driving up that street, and he saw this man running down the street with me in his arms. My dad got out of his car, and I assume he said something like, uh, Excuse me, sir, that's my boy. Go on, give him here. And thank God the man did. This is where it gets weird. My dad called the cops. The cops went to the man's house. He lived in this weird southern gothic creep house, true detective style. They went inside the house. Inside the house was a living room, and inside that living room was a gross old bathtub. Yeah. And inside of that bathtub were a bunch of my toys and clothes and photographs that the man had been taking of me since the day I was brought home from the hospital. Yeah, so that guy must have thought I was pretty cool. <laughs> he just wanted to hang out with me. He was like my first big fan. Paparazzi-style photos, I imagine. Me with little baby-sized sunglasses on. I can, I mean, he died in jail. But. <laughs> my dad was my hero for that reason. Uh, things got weird eventually. Uh, when I was in fourth grade, he ran off, um, which was tough for me. It was awkward because I was playing baseball at the time, and he was an assistant baseball coach. You know, so it was, it was awkward because I'd get to baseball practice and the other kids would be like, hey, where's your dad, man? He's supposed to be third base coach. And I'd be like, yeah, he's also supposed to be my dad. Where is that guy? You know what? When I see him, I'll tell him about this whole third base coach thing. Because God forbid you get to third base and you don't know where to go. You go home. If anything, my dad needs a third base coach. He's just waving all the kids to the outfield, telling them to go smoke meth with a strange woman named Marion. I always had a weird issue with drugs because of that, because my dad's life, uh, you know. Um, then I moved to L.A. eventually, and I had a girlfriend out here for a while, it didn't work out. Not sure why. Uh, her two favorite things to do are dance and cocaine. And my two favorite things to do are feel left out and judge. Just didn't work out. Shifting gears. Y'all know Elton John? He's a singer, piano player. He's good. Check him out. Uh, I just found out that in the way back, you know, he, had a, he has a guy write all his lyrics for him named Bennett. Uh, did y'all know that? 
So Elton, he writes all the music and melody, and then Bennett comes in and writes those beautiful lyrics. Uh, but I just like to imagine all Elton sitting at the piano going, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Bennett, what do you think we can fit in there? I can only do the Beatles British. Uh, <laughs> hey, Bennett, man, what do you think we can fit in there? I don't know, man. I've got these lyrics about Binny and the Jets. Hey, what the heck is Binny and the Jets? I don't know, man. It's about this imaginary band and a fan who's following them around through the country. Oh, my God, not a love song or anything like that. You don't got something like that? No, man. We're gay together, man. People aren't ready to accept that, man. We're going to have to sing songs about Binny and the Jets and tiny little dancers, man. All right, yeah, makes sense. Binny and the Jets it is. Yeah, okay, okay. Laugh. <laughs> Doesn't have any. Uh, I can do some impressions. Is um, an impression of a uh, current uh, well-known comedian Wanda Sykes, and she just wrote a hot new joke about Catholicism. All right, here we go. Bitch. Testicles, wallet, and wash, man. Who's putting the wallet in the wash right there, man? You know it goes wallet, they'll watch. Ooh, Catholicism. Ooh, it makes me mad, man. That makes me mad, man. I'm from Washington, D.C., man. I have a deviated septum. This is my impression of Owen Wilson, but he just lost his voice. And this is my impression of every person I've ever met in San Diego. Uh, uh, hello, my name's Caleb. I'm from San Diego, California. My brother is actually in Iraq right now. But he has a daughter named Mallory. And he doesn't get along too well with Mallory's mom, but... I'm working right now at a futon store. I'm doing everything in my power to, to give, give Mallory some of my money because I love her so much. I love burritos. Burritos. Okay, I think that's about it for me. Uh, thank y'all. is he a fantastic comic he is a great skateboarder so check him out on I don't know other things <laughs> wherever skateboards go you guys our final comic is in from San Francisco she runs a great show up there called The Business and she is a fantastic comic we are so glad to have her back you guys give it up for Natasha M Muse Muse <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? 
that was good. All right, cool. Uh, that was good. Uh, she added a little bit more syllables than are usually in my name, but I feel like it sounded good, right? It sounded like a little musical. Uh, mus <laughs> musical. Uh, I just made myself laugh. Uh, my name is Natasha Muse. That's why that was funny to me. Guys, um, anyways, I am, uh, my name is Natasha Muse. Right, we said that. Uh, I am pretty funny. Thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks so much. I'm actually so funny that the SF Weekly, I don't know if you guys know the SF Weekly. That's a weekly paper in um, SF. And uh, guys, they, they say, gave me some pretty high accolades uh, a while back. They, they said I was the funniest stand-up comedian in San Francisco that's also transsexual. Thanks so much. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Great. Thanks. You guys are... You guys are clapping. There was a beat where you just were like, is that a thing? Uh, and you didn't clap at all. Uh, some of you were just kind of busy staring at my crotch and too uh, enthralled to, to clap. That's okay. Uh, a lot of you were thinking, wow, that's an awful lot of words for a compliment. It's an awful lot of... Right? Because if they said it was the funniest, that'd be good. Funniest stand-up, that'd be still good. Funniest stand-up comedian in San Francisco. Still pretty nice praise, right? But the funniest stand-up comedian in San Francisco is also transsexual. That seems really specific, right? It seems like an awfully narrow playing field. And it makes one wonder just how many transsexuals do comedy in San Francisco. And yeah, there's only like three of us, so it's more like a fuck you to the other two tranny comedians in the city. But um, I don't care because I like compliments and uh, you can qualify them all you want. It doesn't bother me at all. Just keep giving me the compliments. You know, just keep saying those magical words to fill the compliment-shaped hole I have in my soul, which I assume is right here because the better I get as a person, the bigger this gets as an object. Um, for instance, you could tell me, you could say, I'm the best-looking person in this room facing that direction. And that's fine. Nobody turn around. You will fuck it up for me. Do not... Do not turn around, because I'm not the best-looking person in this room. One of you is the best-looking person in this room. But it's probably not you. Yeah. There's like 100 people in here. You've got like a 1% chance that it's you. It's not... not you're 10 times more likely to be left-handed than you are to be the best-looking person in this room. I wouldn't worry about it too much. I, I don't worry about being attractive anymore. I, I feel like, you know, I keep getting older. And uh, did you guys have birthdays last year? Uh, I did. Uh, I, I turned 35. I turned 35 like uh, 64 months ago now. And uh, I'm not the oldest I've ever been. So I don't worry about being attractive. I don't worry about being beautiful so much as I used to because it doesn't mean you're a good person. It doesn't mean your parents are going to love you. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you're going to make any money. It doesn't mean your parents are going to call you on Christmas. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean any of these things. It just means that you reflect light in a particularly pleasing way. Um, which is why it drives me crazy that we're always trying to tell each other that we're beautiful all the time, right? Everyone's beautiful. Like, there's this song, you might know the song, it's like, we're all beautiful, that is what I see. <laughs> you might not recognize it because I sing it a little bit better than how the original goes. It's like, I am beautiful, you are a-okay. It's uh, Christina Aguilar. Uh, Guys, that sounds bullshit, right? Because we're not all beautiful, right? If we were all beautiful, there wouldn't be a word beautiful. We wouldn't need it. Like, there's not a word for being covered in skin. Because we're all, we're all covered in skin, so we don't need it, right? 
Now, if you go to work tomorrow and Jenny from HR shows up and now she's just a skeleton covered in some muscle and a thin sheet of blood, then we need to work on a word for being covered in skin. I vote for skin encapsulated. You can choose whatever you like. But it's like a, it's a skill, right? You got to work on it, right? Like when you're late teens, early 20s, everyone's kind of attractive. Then it's just a slow slide towards death. And uh, you got to like, like, you got to work at it, right? To be like, what do you need to do to be attractive? Nobody knows. All right. Uh, I'll say like, you know, you got to wax. You got to learn how to put on makeup. You got to like uh, shave your beard. You know, maybe not all on the same day, but you got to do all these basic things. But you can't say you're not good at it or people freak out. You're not allowed to say you're not good at it. I could say I'm not good at math. You'd be like, cool, you're not good at math, Natasha. I could say I'm not good at dancing. You'd be like, yeah, I could kind of tell by the way you fidget around on stage. Um, but if I say, I don't think I'm good at being attractive, a lot of you would be like, no. attractive in your own way which is bullshit because that doesn't work for the other stuff right no you're good at math you're good at math in your own way that plane you built flies in its own way very badly anyways that song may as well be about how we're all tall for as accurate as it is that song I mentioned earlier I gotta touch my ear or else it won't sound good. <laughs> we are all tall every single day. Your words can't make me short. Oh no. We are all tall and yet we're different heights. Don't think about it too much. You can't make me short. No matter. All right. Uh, <laughs> What if I just kept singing? <laughs> uh, but uh, you guys are a great audience. Uh, it's cool that you're uh, good uh, people. Um, I, I mentioned I was a transsexual earlier, and sometimes when I mention that, audiences are like the passengers of the Titanic. Just suddenly confused and not on board. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are cool. You guys, are there transsexual people in uh, Southern California? <laughs> one or two, one or two. All right. Uh, so you guys are. That means I used to be a guy. Then I got better. Uh, people, people find the, people find the fact that we're transsexual is very interesting, especially people I've just had sex with. So I do. I do talk about it a lot. I like that joke. People like it, but there's usually like one or two guys that are like, "That is not funny." I didn't like that joke. I'm thankful, I'm thankful I uh, am not named Caitlin. <laughs> I, 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 somebody else talked about it earlier, but Caitlin Jenner, you guys know about whatever, right? Uh, I don't really care that much about it, but I was excited because I was like, oh, I could talk to my dad about that. That'd be kind of cool, right? Like, huh, huh, Bruce Jenner, huh, Caitlin Jenner, huh, dad, huh, cool, huh, 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 huh? He's like, yeah, yeah, I, uh, that guy won the Olympics first, though. Um, I gotta make like George and Jet son pretty soon, but uh, <laughs> some of you are really gonna like that. You're gonna use it, anyways. Uh, people often ask me, "How do you know if you're transsexual? How do you know?" Here is a great way to find out: is uh, you get a sex change operation. Yeah, 
And if you regret it, you were not transsexual. <laughs> but you are now. One of us, one of us, one of us. Guys, I've been to Charge to Muse. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks, everybody. She's great. She's great. You know what she was talking about? There was maybe, um, I was thinking about this all today. Yes. And I was thinking about, see, this is how we got engaged. Rhea asked me to marry her. I would have asked, I would have asked her, but I wasn't ready. Yeah. And I have the shorter hair. (laughs) That's not how it works. I'm kidding. But what if I backed in from this yeah. side? You just <laughs> sided in. <laughs> but I was thinking about, because Tasha's talking about being beautiful. <laughs> and I was thinking about, um, really, the, the best way you could propose to somebody, if you were going to. And you already did a great yes, job. Yes, of course. Thank you. But if I was going to propose to you, of course. I'm bummed that I didn't think of this in advance. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would go something like, I love you. And I care about you. And I respect you. Now, will you watch my body fall apart? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this is just like about aging, guys. <laughs> You've been wonderful. Let's hear it one more time for Rhea. You guys, Cameron Esposito right there. Everybody you saw on the show. Oh, these are the only people that got fives. Sorry about that. Everybody you saw. We're here every Tuesday night. Thank you guys so much for coming. Have a great rest of your day. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to laugh with your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to clap with your hands together, put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.